What's up, what's up? You are now listening to FY Fly the podcast, and I'm your host, Hassan Thomas, along with Remy, and we are here to share tools on how millennials can budget, save, invest, and understand student debt and credit to achieve financial freedom. If you're a high school student, college student, or someone who's interested in gaining more financial insight, this podcast is for you. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. I'm trying to give me a bag. What's up, what's up, my FY Fly folks out there? How y'all doing? I hope y'all doing all right. Welcome to the FY Fly podcast. My name is Hassan Thomas, a.k.a. the kid that did and the man that can, baby. And today, we're going to be chopping up with author, TED Talk speaker, and business builder and investor, Mr. Bees, man. How you doing, boss? Hey, How you doing? Hey, my guy. I'm good, man. I'm good, bro. I'm happy to be here. It's a pleasure. I look forward. I love what y'all are doing, and I look forward to talking more about what I do with buying businesses. Yes, yes sir, man. Yes, sir. Because really, I'm ha- super happy to have you here. Because here at FY Fly, man, we really like to skip the fluff and get right into the good stuff, man. Mm. So... We want to start with building a business first. Like we want to get that game, and then we want to get into the acquiring businesses using OPM, aka other people's money. Mm. So, mm. what's the first tip or piece of game that you can give someone who just wants to start a new business? Mm. So you know, I get that question a lot, right? People come to me and they mm. be like, "Bees, you know, I want to start a new business, and you know, I don't know what to get into. I really want to follow my passion. I'm passionate about this, blah blah blah." And I, the first thing I say to people is, listen, I love that mm-hmm. you want to follow your passion, but to be honest, can your passion pay the bills? Right. Whew, so I always ask, you know what I'm yeah. saying? That's the first thing that you got to think about, because then maybe Fetch. what you should focus on is a business model. That's already proven model that you could get cash flowing first, then use mm-hmm. that cash flow to fund your passion. Right now gotcha. I got the cheat code because when you buy a business, it don't matter about your passion. You could, you could jump right into it because you're getting into something that already got revenue and all of that, and you uh-huh. know, history, employees, all of that. So you get you get that yeah. cheat code, and now you can follow your passion right off the right off the you know the beginning. But when you're starting yeah. off, you gotta find something that's gonna cash flow, and you gotta follow your mentors that you know that you maybe you paid a mentor to teach you something. Then why are you not following the exact mm. model that they gave you if it's something that it, you know can bring you that, that success? <laughs> Yeah, you feel me. So, so that's that's the first thing uh, that I would say. But if you do decide, yeah, I'm gonna go and just build from scratch. Listen, the first thing that you gotta do is make sure that your business is ready to. You want to set it up in a way that it could be sold later, because I think in mm-hmm. our community we forget to have an exit plan, right? You are building a business, what's the point of it? What you gonna do with it, right? You, you know, it, that's gonna help you to to make decisions. To, to get towards that end goal. So you have to have some sort mm-hmm. of exit plan and you got to prepare yourself in order to get funding in the business in order to scale it. So th- those are the main uh, things that I would tell people when they starting off. And that's what I really wanted. We definitely going to get into, you know, acquiring business because this is what, this is something that I've been thinking about. Like, man, I want to buy a, a, a boring business or I want to start. I've been thinking about this. I want to start like a boring business, like a cleaning business or, or you know, uh, a street wash, not street wash. What's it? A cement washing or whatever it's mm. called. One of them type businesses. Like the pressure washing. That, like you stuff. said, pressure yeah. washing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get that cash flowing. And then now I don't have to give away, you know, now I can give away my passion, you know, for free and I don't have to charge people to do what I, what I'm passionate about. Mm. So we, I can't wait to really dive into that, sure. but I want, 
starting off, I want to get, you know, those small business owners and see how we can really help them. Because I know one of the main reasons, like you, like you've talked about that businesses fail is due to lack of funding. So like, how can our small businesses really set ourselves up to really get that bag you know, you know, whenever they're starting out. Mm. So there's some basics first, right? You, you, mm. I know a lot of people who, let's say you got a trucking company. They, they're going to have that, the name of the company, B's Trucking Company, right? Yeah. And <laughs> that's, that's good and bad, right? But you got to know mm. what season you're in in order to know if it's better for you. If you start in a company yeah. from scratch, then it's better to not have it so specific, right? Because if it's mm. B's Trucking Company, Trucking is actually a restricted industry by banks. So when, when you go into a bank and then you say, they say to you, oh, okay, you're starting a business. Awesome. You know, what do you do? They're not saying that. They're not asking that just to, you know, make small talk. They asking that because yeah. they want to know how to classify you. They want to know what SIC, NAICS code to assign to your business. And that's going to determine yeah. how much funding they give you. Trucking is restricted because okay. it's a high risk industry. Them, them trucks on the road could kill people, right? So that's why they yeah. don't, you know, they want to give you less money in that case. So for funding, that's going to be the mm -hmm. first thing is how okay. you set up your business, the name of it. You want to make sure that you have a professional email. Don't use no Gmail, right? You want to use, mm -hmm. you want to get a, a website done and you want to go, this is a little secret trick. You want to go and you can pay someone on like Fiverr.com, right? And tell them to go and register your company information on multiple sites, 411.com, Craig, uh, mm. Craigslist, whatever, where you, you just register the name so that when the underwriters of the financial institutions are, you know, underwriting you, they, they look you up uh. and they want to see, oh, okay, yeah, we see them registered. It's a legit business. They look at your business address. Mm. Oh, no, that's a home. They pull it up on Google Maps. Nah, nah, this ain't no yep. real business, right? So you want to get Thanks. a virtual business address that's set up with an office or something. You, you want to do all those things mm. to get prepared. But then here's the, here's the thing, and I, I know I can get deep into this. So I'll, I'll keep it concise. Hey, let's do it, man. But the thing is, you may hear a lot of people out there that say the way to build business credit is to you first start getting these vendor accounts, and you're going to get a mm -hmm. bunch of things that you may not even need, but the purpose is to show that you can you know pay off the credit through the business. So you get these tiers like net accounts, 30 accounts, you buy some yeah. stuff from them, you're paying them net 30, but you pay them early, and then it gives you a good report on your Dun & Bradstreet credit profile, uh -huh. right? Then you go to tier two, then tier three. The problem with that is that strategy is a little bit outdated, or it's not, it's not giving the full information. That does help to build your paydex mm -hmm. score, your business credit, but most of the institutions that you want to get business funding from, they don't care about your paydex score. They want you to PG personal guarantee so the first most important okay. thing is fix your personal credit right we want to get business credit but you need the pg mm. on your personal credit and then it'll be in your business i'm glad you're clarifying that for folks because there's a lot of like you know misconceptions like oh do you do we need personal credit to get business credit? It's a lot of misconceptions yeah. so thank you for clearing 100 percent. it's not that you need it to get it but any of the institutions you don't really want yes you need it because if you did the other <laughs> method, you, yeah going through the tier ones, tier twos and whatnot, you know what you'll get? You'll get like a Home Depot credit card for sure without PG. You, you probably get like a mm -hmm. Shell gas station card. So if you got a construction business, that works for you with a Home Depot card. You got a yeah. trucking company that works with you. You got a fleet gas card. But then I'm sure mm -hmm. even with those companies, you still want 
a loan to grow or something, and you're going to go to your Bank of America or your credit unions, and uh, those, they're going to they gonna want to require the PG. It makes sense. makes sense. And also what I wanted to talk to you about, I really want to find, like, the balance because, like, oftentimes in our minority communities, we feel like we have to struggle in order to say, like, we made it or... So, like, can you talk about the balance between bootstrapping a company and, you know, compared to finance a company and taking funding? Like, what's your thoughts mm. on that? So, you know, I'm Jamaican, Caribbean background, and we was taught a way, like, yeah, credit is bad. <laughs> Debt is bad. Yeah. Right? And all of those type of things. And then, you know, I used to challenge that. Mm -hmm. Like, why? How's that bad? Like, what's going on? Then, you know, you got to break that yeah. mold and realize, nah, nah, nah. Credit is the, the, the key to, you know, growth and, and, and creating your wealth. Also, debt, mm. there's good debt and bad debt, right? So you got to know that too. To now, when it comes to that, that balance overall, you got to, you have to, I used to ask people this question. If I mm. gave, and I'm going to ask you this question right now. If, what would you yeah. rather? Would you rather make $50 million yourself, like grind and make it yourself? or me give you a hundred million dollars? Which one would you rather? I'd rather you give me a hundred million. You'll be, you'll be surprised how many people say, nah, I'd rather work, because then I work for it. Nobody could say they gave me it. Blah, blah. No, that's not how this world works. That's a mindset shift. My, my pride ain't that, that high. Again? <laughs> I said, my pride exactly. ain't that high. I'll take that easy. <laughs> so, so that's the key part yeah. that I like people to you know start off with is that mindset of, no, the the wealthy, they don't work hard for their money. They work smart for their money. Mm -hmm. They make money from their mind more so than from their hands. They hire people to make money yeah. from their hands for them who made it from their minds, right? So that's like the yeah. first thing okay. that we just got to know, you know, in, in that balance of trying to find funding is credit is good. And we should go out there and utilize mm -hmm. it. Apple has... $200 billion cash in the bank and they still mm. take out loans. Why? Because they know that other OPM, other people's money is the way to go, other right? And you money. can leverage it to mm. make even more money, right? So that, that mindset mm. shift is critical. It's, the, it's like the first place that you got to start and, you know, okay. utilizing those strategies that the wealthy are using in order to grow their wealth. We got to make sure we adopt that too and learn the rules of the game. Okay. Okay. So say, for example, boom, we have our young entrepreneurs, we have our small business owners listening. Is there ever an example or is there ever like, once we do get the funding, what type of behavior, like how should we be moving with that money? Because that money needs to be used to yeah. produce assets. It needs to be used to produce more money and not the opposite. So can you talk about kind of like the responsible, uh, the responsibility of that money? Yes, I love that you said that. It needs to be used to produce more assets. Your money should be working for you, right? You can't put money mm. in the bank and be like, oh yeah, I just got the money sitting there earning less than 1% interest when inflation yeah. is 9.1%. Your money's being devalued yeah, immediately <laughs> just sitting there. Right. So you got to you got to find mm -hmm. investments that are going to outwork inflation. You want your money being like a little army bringing back more soldiers for you. You know what I'm saying? Come on. So now. That, that's critical. Yeah. The first thing that I like to do is, you know, in business itself, I want to make sure that I'm reinvesting money back into the business. So a certain percentage is okay. going to come out for me as a distribution. 
A certain percentage needs to be going back into the business for growth. A certain percentage needs to be set mm-hmm. aside for taxes, right? You do those things, then okay. you're good to go. Now, of course, you want to then get more advanced and start looking at, you know, learning these strategies. Like when, when Donald, when it came mm-hmm. out that Donald Trump made, you know, he, what, he paid $700 taxes in like how many years being a billionaire and whatnot. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody was it. <laughs> But you know what I was? I was like, oh, how do you do it? How can I do it too? That was my thought process. Come on now. Right? And then mm-hmm. you find out that, oh, he's just using laws that exist for his benefit. That we don't know we don't about. about. <laughs> you know what, you know what I'm saying? saying? I, you yeah. ever heard of the 1031 exchange in real estate? Yeah. So 1031, uh, running up. you, you, you mm-hmm. could defer taxes because if you buy another piece of property of equal value mm-hmm. or greater, you just roll it up and defer the taxes. Right? That's a yeah. simple trick that the wealthy been using for, for decades now. Right? And we ain't know yeah. nothing about it. So those, that's why it's important to know the rules of the game and then just utilize it going forward. Facts, facts. So like, let's stay on, stay on that way just a little bit longer. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen, you know, coming up, you know, maybe that you've made, you know, from starting your own businesses in the past or some of your friends, some of your, you know, entrepreneur buddies, like give us, give us some of those biggest mistakes that you've so- seen. Yo, are you ready to hit your next level? Do you want to increase your drive, destiny, and dollars? Well, if so, check out my new book, From College to COVID, 24 Lessons Learned During the Lockdown, where I've compiled five of the biggest lessons I learned going from college to COVID to starting my financial literacy empire, FYI Fly, plus 19 lessons from your favorite entrepreneurs, entertainers, and athletes that have been featured on our show. There's literally something for everyone. So purchase your copy today at fyfly.com backslash from college to COVID. Let's go. One of the biggest mistakes I say that people make is, you know, especially whatever they're about to get into. Let's say, let's say they yeah. at least made the good decision of buying a, like a mentorship, getting into a course or something, right? Let's say you're trying to get into e-commerce mm-hmm. and then you, you got a course that talks about how to sell private label on Amazon FBA. You're going to learn how to sell private label on Amazon FBA. But some people are going to be more successful than other people. Why is that? Because those people know that there's other things that you need to also put into account. You need to figure out how you're going to fund it so you could grow. You need to have good credit Mm -hmm. so that you could use that to fund it so you're using OPM. You need to structure your business properly. You need to put process in place. You need to hire people and Mm -hmm. stop being self-employed and go to being a business owner, right? You need to be able to scale with process systems and people. These things... Listen, Mm -hmm. my corporate career, when I was working for like Microsoft, I was working for Accenture, I had a pretty good corporate career. And I was being pulled into Fortune 500 companies to help them to improve their process and and make their teams more effective and the communication between global Uh teams, uh, you know, more efficient. So these huge companies was spending millions of dollars knowing that they needed to do that. So why would you think you don't need to start yeah. prepping from now when you start in your company? Because otherwise you're going to have to pay for it later. That's a great right? point. So that's that's critical. Mm-hmm. Get, your, get your affairs, do your things like legit. Get it in order from the beginning because it's easier to mm-hmm. keep the house clean than it is to go have to do a huge cleaning. Right? So keep it clean from 100%. now. Get your process in place. You know, get your taxes done right. 
hire an attorney if you can, even just for small things initially. Do all those things up front mm -hmm. that will help you on the, uh, in the long run. Definitely, man. And one thing I want to touch on as well, I've heard you mention multiple times about a mentor. So can you talk about like why a mentor or someone of that you know stature is so important to getting you oh, where you need man. to be? That, that is critical. So I got these four principles of success. And it sounds, sometimes even uh -huh. I hear it and I'll be like, man, if somebody just heard it the first time, they may think it's fluff. But no, nah, every single thing uh -huh. <laughs> related to it is, has been the key to my success. And the first principle is networking. Mm -hmm. You got to network, right? You got to get out Definitely. there. It's not just uh, who you know, but who who knows you. Because, you know, I know Elon Musk, for example, mm -hmm. but he don't know me, so it don't matter. <laughs> right? mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You get my point? <laughs> it's like, I know him, he don't know me, yeah. so how's that better? Yeah. Right? So you got to get out there. Right. <laughs> Number two, you got to leave some people behind, right? This, this is similar to when people mm -hmm. say surround yourself with the right people. Surround yourself with five millionaires, you might become the six. Well, I actively say you got to okay. leave some people behind, kick some people out of your life. You may love them, you know, family, mm -hmm. close friends, but y'all not on the same journey. Snoop said it in a reel that I saw recently. Yeah. I was like, that's what I've been saying. He said that, you know, a lot of times you, you leveling up and you get up to like here and then you left these people down here and then you want to help them and you want them to get up too. So what happens is too much. We, we come back down to bring them up, but then we sometimes mm. get stuck here and then we only bring up to about here. Now we, we, you know, did a disservice to ourselves. You got to stay up here and show the that path. A lot. I'm climbing that mountain. I'm showing the way, the where to step, but you got to, the other person got to step. Mm. They got to, you know, come up and, and catch up. Thanks. Right. So leaving some people behind mm -hmm. is the second thing. The third one is buying seats at tables. This is where it comes to your real, the core of your question and the mentors. You got to buy seats at tables. People yeah. expect, you know how many times I get people who send me a message and I try to answer everybody as much as possible, like on DMs, but they be like, hey, I just want to pick up? your brain. Hey, can I take you to lunch and we could talk? And blah, blah. I'm like, I can't do that many lunches. And you think it's just you, <laughs> one person, but there's like a thousand people that's asking yeah. me the same thing. A thousand people that's sending me a message mm -hmm. saying, Hey, can you give me a call? I have an idea. What the fuck? <laughs> Bro, did you execute on your idea first? You know, I, I got consultation hours you can pay for. Like, you know, you, you have uh, to be willing. Hey, just give me a call. <laughs> you feel me? So you got to be willing to, yeah. to find yourself a mentor. Find the people who have been doing things that executed on where you want to be. And they go learn from them. Stop t listening mm -hmm. to the people who ain't where you want to be, who's telling you why you can or cannot do this and why you should or should do that. Uh -huh. Nah, that's not the people who, they haven't accomplished what you're trying to accomplish. So how are you going to take advice from them? Right? And so that biggest benefit of that mentor is, you know, is it, shortening the time process right? Yeah. that it takes to get Because you're seeing their mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. you see them, you're still going to make mistakes. Okay. Don't get me wrong. And I think that's a misconception that people make. They think, oh, I got a mentor. Mm. You know, I, now I made this mistake. You should have you should have let me know that was going to happen. Hey, I let you know the mistakes I've already made. Mm. There's still going to be more that you're going to make in your life, in your journey. But at least you get a head start. And that's critical. And, and, and just to wrap right. up the four pillars. And it's not, it don't hurt as more. As haters, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say that it doesn't hurt as much. Like if you let us, if you, if a mentor or somebody who already done it, let us know about it. Then we see it. I'm like, okay, that's what he was talking about. But if we don't know about it, then we just there gonna walk right go. into the fire. There you go. You know, know how many saying? times people tell me, well, I'll just Google it. Okay, well, Google only answers the questions that you know to ask it. 
And did you know that you mm. could buy a business for no money out of your pocket? Maybe you didn't even know that existed, so how you would have asked the question on it? Okay, now you know it that because B exactly. said it. But did you know that there's different ways to do it? Google ain't going to tell you all of the ways because the strategies that I've put together that I've had to go through, right? So, you know, it's important to mm -hmm. have a mentor. But th that leads me to the fourth uh, pillar of success is that you got to, while you're buying yeah. your seats at tables and you left some people behind and you're networking while you're at those tables, build your own table. Mm. You're going to meet a bunch of people. Okay. Stop focusing just on the mentor. What about the other students and stuff that's, that's in there? Network that's with right them. Y'all yep. gonna come up together. Y'all gonna build uh -huh. together. That's how you start. You know, nobody's you know becoming the billionaires and whatnot completely by themselves. Whether it's a family member that gave them something, mm -hmm. whether it's a business partner that they they partnered on with something, or the mentor that they're learning from, whatever it is, you got to mm -hmm. build with other people. So building your own table is definitely the fourth pillar of success. And over time, I added two more things, which mm. is the foundation. So it's like a house pillars. And then the foundation is financial literacy. Mm. This is why we on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and the, the roof is <laughs> yeah. always seeking new knowledge. I love it. Being a, non, a, never, yeah, being sure. a lifelong learner. You know what I mean? I feel like that's so important, especially for our like, high schoolers, college folks that's mm. already graduated. You know, we're not being forced to stay in school and learn for eight hours mm. like we were in school. So... Being able to find that self-development is going to yes, be sir. critical for us. So let's go ahead and pivot a little bit because, man, this is FYI Fly, a show about financial literacy, which is not only understanding how to budget your money, but actually being able to grow and manage your money effectively and efficiently. So our listeners want to know, like, give us some, some good money habits that you do and then also give us any for bad sure, money habits. Sure. If you have the first one I mentioned earlier, and I got I to gotta go back to it, and that's you've got to be – intentional about mm. the strategies that you take meaning why would you put money into the bank to mm. just sit there right so you got to calculate everything so okay uh, they giving me less than one percent yeah. but if i put some money in, a, in an index fund or something and that's a safe that's a better savings account right? yeah the index fund gonna get you eight to ten percent right mm. maybe more because if you do the S&P 500, the tech stocks, I, yeah. in the last 10 years, I'm getting 10 to 15% because of 2020, the tech stocks really bumped up more, right? So that's the first yeah. thing. Be very intentional about what you do with your money so that you make sure it's mm -hmm. growing the right way. Second thing is strategy overall with whatever business model you get into. Right. For example, a lot of people talk about Turo. Put your car on Turo and rent it out. Okay, let me tell you how I did it. Mm. I didn't just go in and be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to go get a Lamborghini and just rent it out. No. I said, what market am I going to be in? What are they renting in yeah. that market? Because did you know that in Miami where I'm at, yeah, they love Lamborghinis, but they really love the ones that have the top down. Mm. So if I got the wrong one, I'm not going to, it ain't going to rent for as much. Or market as market research. <laughs> Two, I'm going to look at, okay, how much, do, I, yeah. I'm not going to buy it brand new because that's the stupidest mistake you could make unless it's a something that never existed before like i did get the ford mach e brand new because it just came out and i got you know a couple electric vehicles because it just came out right but mm. i want to get something that's like at least three yeah. years old why most of the depreciation already happens in the first three years right so now i got something the most cost effective way to acquire it mm -hmm. and i want to make sure that it sells i'm sorry yeah. it rents per day 
for at least one third of the cost of my car note. Whatever rules you want to come up with, come up with your rules okay. and stick to them. So my rule is it has to be rent for at least one third of mm. the car note. Why? Because when it rents out for a weekend for three days, the car note's covered. The rest of the month, I'm getting profit. Right? Yeah. Then before I buy that car too, Makes I'm sense. also looking how much does that car depreciate in six years? Why? Because I want to exit in six years on that car. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to get it at the best price. I'm going to rent it out for the best rental price because it's covering my car note. And I'm going to exit in three years and I'm going to exit at the best price too. Yeah. Right? Now, sometimes you also got to shift, pivot. Yeah. I had, I had a bunch of cars that I had that was not at the three-year mark yet. But because right now the car market is extremely high, mm. you could you could sell your cars and get equity in it and make money off of it. I liquidated a bunch of cars, right? Because that's a better play for yeah. me. So that's critical. Everything has to be evaluated. Everything has it's to be an opportunity. Don't just do stuff and not pay attention. You know, look, every morning I wake up, too many people, first thing they pull up, their phone is right there in bed. First thing they pull up is, Instagram. First thing I pull up, my credit reports mm -hmm. and my bank accounts. Oh, wait, what's this chart? Yeah. How many times you, you, you on, didn't look nah. at something and it, it, like late, months later you found out, damn, I've still been paying for that Netflix subscription. I thought I canceled it or whatever. Right. So you got to be you have to put effort into your finances yep. and know what's going on in your finances and budget and be strategic with every decision you make. A hundred percent, man. That's that's some great game right there. That's some great game. Being intentional about your money, being strategic is key, because yeah. if you don't put that effort into it, it's not going to get better. It's not just going to magically get better. Just be and even if you mm. wind up, you know, getting a raise or getting paid more, getting a new job. Yo, you could still be living paycheck to paycheck because you're not mm. managing, right. you're not being intentional with your finances. So I, I know you saw that 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 latest that latest quote about like six figure of uh, six figures for six figure makers, revenue makers are like living yep. paycheck to paycheck. Yep. I think it was what sixty percent of six figure revenue mm. makers that so, are making that are living paycheck so I have to, to paycheck. Say, I have to harp on that you know, too because so that's it's another really, financial right, tip that I got to give people. You have to understand your numbers, right? Because yeah. you could be a six-figure revenue maker. That's your top line. That's your six-figure gross revenue. That's not the money in your pocket. So if yeah. you're in a, 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 an industry uh -huh. that has a low <laughs> profit margin, you need to know that, right? Because you, I, I bought a bit, well, I was looking at a business to buy that was, mm -hmm. and I'm going to make up the numbers just to show you the kind of ratios, but let's say it was, generating revenue of $12 million a year. Okay. But yet the EBITDA, which is like your net profit overall after all expenses and everything is paid, was like 300,000. I was like, what? Okay. That's insane. That's a stupid profit margin. Why would I get Jeez. into that? Or I at least need to know more of what's going on because maybe there's certain things I can mm. do with it, but I need to be very intentional. So. Stop yeah. listening when people talk about, yeah, I'm making, you can make $5 million too. Yeah, but how much of that you keeping? I need to know that too, so I know if this is the right business model for me to get into. Yeah, facts. Yes, sir. Facts. It's not about how much you make. It's about how much sir, you can keep. For real. In, in personal finance and business. <laughs> facts.
Thanks. I got I got one more question for you, boss man. I'm gonna read you okay. two quotes, and I need you to tell me which one is more accurate in your opinion. All right. All right, bet. So the first question is, or the first quote is, "More money, more problems," like Biggie. And then the second one is, "Money can't buy happiness." I'd have to which say one the do second. You think is more accurate in your opinion? Because I don't really believe more money, more problems. Okay. I believe more money, different problems. We, is, we just have a different set of problems that come up. People think you don't got no problems, mm -hmm. but you do. And I think Biggie was really trying to say, nah, I got I got more new problems. Yeah. I think that's more so what he was trying to say. Right? But the other quote, say the quote again. Let me make sure I'm getting it for got you. Yeah, that's 100%. The, uh, the money, money, money can't, can't buy, buy happiness. happiness. Because mm -hmm. honestly, you know, you could, it, the, the new set of problems you're going to come mm -hmm. up with, well, somebody suing you. What if the tax, the, the IRS after you? Boy, you ain't going to be happy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's not about the money that's yeah. making you happy. For me, I know what makes me happy <laughs> is my time. My time wealth, not my financial wealth, because time wealth is freedom. Okay. So money becomes a tool mm. to get to my happiness, but it wasn't gotcha. the money that made me happy. The time made me happy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Man, thank you so much for coming on and dropping gems and dropping this information on the FY Fly podcast, man. Yeah, let for them know sure. where to so reach listen, you. If you got any final words guy, for bees. Them. Again, business builder bees, business buyer bees. But you can find me on IG at business builder bees. Make sure you don't have no S in there like business builders bees because there's some scam pages out there that's trying to, you know, they, I don't know why they be going so hard with those, man. And people shouldn't be falling for that. I will never ask you, hey, hit me up on WhatsApp. Nah, I don't got they no time do. for you to hit me up like that. So, you know, don't fall for those things. But yeah, find me on Instagram. <laughs> find me on yeah. TikTok, 12 Figure Bees. Find me on LinkedIn. Listen, I, I, I bet you most people don't say LinkedIn, right? But find me on LinkedIn because I'm a, I'm a professional. Yo, I, I'm a professional. They I don't. got a professional background in teaching things that I just learned last year. I, I actually have training on it. I got certifications. So find me on LinkedIn. My, my first name is really Bjorn. It's a Swedish name, even though I'm Jamaican. Mm -hmm. So Bjorn Hendricks, Bjorn Bees Hendricks. You can find me on LinkedIn. But yeah, just holler at me anytime. And, you know, uh, I'm happy to help. I just want more people in our community, especially talking about buying businesses and executing on it. Let's go. Big hey. key, big key to execution, man. Thank you so much. This was amazing. And for everybody listening, like we talked about today, Sir. not just learning, but applying and executing. So I'm gonna need everyone to stay safe, stay invested, and stay FY Fly. We'll see y'all next. Thank you all for listening to FY Fly the podcast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Tune in next week for more financial literacy insights with our special guest. Please visit our website, social media platforms, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at FYI Fly Podcast. That's FYI FLI Podcast. See y'all next week and stay fly.